the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, invested in more. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm nursing an alien voice recently, so thanks for putting up with me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, to that end, the stock market's provided the press with a good headline. Um, as the S&P 500... Closed a new record high. Dun, da, da, da. That accomplishment, though, without its blemishes, namely the lack of participation in the overall move by the financial sector and the underperformance of the transports. Need those financials and need those transports working together. Um, treasury prices rose and yields fell, which isn't exactly the type of move one might associate with markets hitting new highs, i.e., there was a little bit of Light to safety going on. So the connection between the two right now is that the Fed's possible approach to reducing its balance sheet, which was contained in the FOMC meetings from May to two three, was not as hawkish as feared. So investors in the bond market could see some things that they wanted to see, and same with the bond market. So ten-year Treasury sits at two point two six percent, not too shabby. Um, the S&P five hundred has increased in each of the last five sessions. So it's on a bit of a momentum roll. Today is Get Out Thursday. It's the busiest day of the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, So you're not going to see a lot of volume on Wall Street. Um, Oil sits at $50.76 a barrel. It seems to be one of those stories, especially since recently OPEC and certain non-OPEC countries have agreed to extend their production cuts for nine months. Uh, but without any increase in the total production cut of 1.8 million barrels a day. And the U.S. continues to pump more and more oil out, and a very oil-friendly Donald Trump has talked about building more pipelines so that we could pump even more oil out of our ground. So oil seems, to me, kind of stuck at $50 a barrel, give or take a few bucks on either side, for now. The CBO, CBO, which is the... um, the Budget Office of Congress, they released its 
uh, scoring of the House GOP's revised health care bill. Um, not the best news. It showed that an additional 23 million people would be uninsured by 2026, down from slightly from the 24 million estimated initial part of the plan. It was also estimated that the revised bill would be reduce the deficit by 119 billion over 10 years, uh, versus the expectations of 150 billion. So, from a political standpoint, um, they still haven't reconciled any of the the bills at this point. So it's going to have to come back to the House to be redrafted. The House GOP bill is very unlikely to fly in the Senate, which is to say the path to health care reform and tax reform still is not going to be smooth. Best Buy, which is a warehouse of electronic goods, right? Uh, they're making progress in terms of competing with Amazon and others. Their stock up 13% in pre-market action after posting better than expected first quarter results. Um, so it, it, it opened eye. And uh, there was some excitement in the market before it even opened. Um, Best Buy is one of those stocks that um, is kind of like internet roadkill for Amazon. Or at least that's the expectation. Yeah, it's up 16% uh, in the first hour. Not too shabby. $58 a share. Um, this is a company that I, I can't find myself to buy. I know the PE looks attractive. Um, and I know back in 2012, you could have got this for 14 bucks, And now it's at $58. Um, and it's at a 10-year high. But 10 years ago, 9 years ago, it was at 52 Now it's at 58 And it's, it pays a dividend. So... Uh, at one point in time left for dead, but they seem to have repurposed themselves. So I think that's uh, a nice story. Um, Williams-Sonoma, Dollar Tree, Emmercombe, Fitch, and Signet all posted earnings results and uh, response to them has been mixed. So there was the first time unemployment claims that came out today. comes out every Thursday. It continues to paint a picture of a labor market where employers are reluctant to fire people which is a sign of a tight labor market. The number sits at 234,000. Uh, the advances of the U.S. International Trade and Goods Report for April showed the goods deficit widening by $267.6 billion, with imported goods increasing $1.4 billion, um, exported goods decreasing $1.1 million. So those are some of the top stories out there today. Um, Jeremy Siegel is one of those guys who has a, a college back, backing him. And as an economist, his job is to go out and talk about the economy to the media. And I'm not going to say get everyone excited, because that's the wrong phrase. But, but throw some um, light into the college. Uh, there's a couple different types of professors who do that. Robert Schiller, for instance, is out there today. And he says, with a little help from President Donald Trump's pro-business proposals, it's not hard to see the market going up 50% from here. So he's a Nobel Prize winning economist. His comments came after he told CNBC in an exclusive interview that investors should stay in the market because it could go up 50% from here. We have maybe inspiration from the White House. 
if factors go right and there are tax cuts for corporations, it's not that hard to understand that could happen. So if factors go right and there's tax cuts for corporations, okay. Uh, Schiller said of the president, he's an inspiration for many people, and many other people don't like him. As you may have heard, on the other hand, they may still invest in a rising stock market out of belief in his powers. Stock market powers. Schiller um, said the market can go up and surge that percentage on its own. Um, Stocks are highly priced now, which means I don't expect them to outperform so much. But for a long-term investor, and most people are, I think there should be a place for stocks in the portfolio, and they could go up a lot from where they are now. They also could go down. Oh, come on. So Schiller's out there today uh, pimping for his school. I think I've made it all segment without a, a sound effect. It's pretty amazing. I'm taking a breather. Sorry. Lower mortgage rates are helping more homeowners refinance and reduce their monthly payments, but they're not providing much incentive to home buyers. We'll talk about that later in the show. California's got a real estate issue. The luxury homes in the first quarter sold at the fastest pace ever for the first three months of the year. But sales, I know, right? But sales of houses under 500000 fell to a nine-year low. Uh, wealthier buyers shopping for homes worth $1 million and greater were attracted to a housing market, and the stock market rose to a record highs to help fund that. There's a historical correlation between the stock market and luxury home sales. Worthy of note... 800-516-1220 teacher calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Happy day if you've got two or three children. Robots are coming to help. You take a load off. The robot's laundroid and foldy-mate will fold a load of laundry on their own, albeit rather slowly. I'm kind of excited by that one, right? Um, I'm not wildly excited by that one, but kind of. Um, 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Shifting back to the world of um, technology, um, Stephen Colbert, his TV show, his ratings have surged. Liberals are craving a safe space. A backlash to his rival Jimmy Fallon's hair tussle of Donald Trump and Mr. Colbert simply being more comfortable as the host of his late night show. Um, thanks to the DVR, um, his September to May TV season, um, he's going to be the victor in total viewers over Mr. Fallon because of the DVR. A remarkable comeback is one of the biggest stories this year in television. It's the first time in 22 years that CBS will best NBC in that time slot, other than 2010 when Conan O'Brien was removed from The Tonight Show in favor of Jay Leno. And Colbert has been winning in total viewers on an almost nightly basis for some time. He's had more total viewers than Mr. Fallon for 16 consecutive weeks. Winning. Um, Primetime shows often depend on significant DVR and on-demand views to goose their numbers. Um, For instance, the Big Bang Theory sees a jump of 35% when seven days of delayed viewing is factored in. The DVR did kind of change the way we watch TV, um, in my opinion. Not like... My opinion matters that much right now, but it, well, okay, maybe it does. Uh, investing costs have never been this cheap. The average expense ratio for mutual funds and exchange rate funds hit a record low in 2016. That's great, because low fees and having time in the market are the two best things that you can have going for you. Facebook's going to be considered cable TV for the next generation. There's an opportunity to build up digital media companies through video on social platforms such as Facebook. And uh, media companies are starting to recognize that. Uh, Bitcoin surged 11% to an all-time high, above 2700 That's worthy of note. And California's housing market is moving in two different directions. Uh, luxury homes in the first quarter sold at the fastest pace ever, but sales of houses priced under 500000 fell to a nine-year low. Um, California's home to the nation's most expensive housing markets, including San Francisco and San Jose. Let's talk a little more real estate. Bring in Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Good morning. One of the reasons I'm a big fan of realtors is that they're able to get the pricing correct, but even more importantly, if they're good, they know 100 agents. And they can contact those agents saying, "This I got this house that's great for a millionaire who wants to have parties with caviar and a lot of naked people. <laughs> or that email could be, I've got this house that would be perfect for a nice family of four. And then those realtors can go and talk to their clients and say, which one are you? Are you the millionaire who wants to live by himself but have big parties and a pool? Are you the family of four that you know wants to bring a dog in and have a fence? Yeah, that's a great benefit of ha- using a experienced and well-known realtor and real real estate company in itself. Um, you know, there are broker tours. And those broker tours will uh, bring in a lot of the other realtors, and they're going to have you know ten clients maybe that are looking to buy, and each uh, so and then that house eventually will fit one you know somebody's parameters, and and there you go you you've you've done all your work before that even practically hits the MLS, um, and that's what a good realtor will do. But going back to your original point about pricing the the house properly, um, we're still seeing a little bit of the underpricing it uh, just to attract more buyers. Um, so that it starts to add multiple bidding. So we're still seeing that. As a buyer, I would be prepared to look at a house price and at least look at five, to five at least five percent higher 
as the ultimate price and then possibly even more. Um, but the good thing on the lending side, we've seen all of our appraisals coming in lately. Um, I, have, I haven't even seen both. Everybody in our office has seen all of our appraisals coming in. Which is important, especially if you're you're limited on your down payment and you actually get your offer accepted. Let's say you're using 20%, and let's say the appraisal comes in low. That 20% now represents maybe 18% or 15%. Um, having that appraisal come in at value means that you're you don't have to come up with additional cash. Too many percentages. You lost me at 18%. Um, so a home on my street went for 2.8 million. It was 2,800 square feet. So it went for a thousand square foot. I could now say I've got, you know, 1,700 square feet, 1,800 square feet. I can now say what my house is worth. In theory. In theory. Yeah. Um, That's one of the ways that a comparable property can be used. This is a newer property, but it's a kind of a Home Depot construction property, so it's not very high end. Mine is an older property, so it's probably not worth 1,000 square foot. Um, so newer construction. Maybe not, maybe not that much. Uh, if that's assuming that when you do an appraisal on your property, that the properties that they're using as comparables, though, any of the upgrades or not, uh, no upgrades are being factored in. You have to remember, you, they aren't going into the houses that they're doing comparables. They're just doing public records. So, um, you have to factor that in as well. So I think it is important to use a real estate agent. And one of the things that Tony mentioned from BayAreaLoanSource.com is a reputable, reputable, well-known. And this is where I'm going to get booed by younger realtors who are under 35. Um, I have nothing against you. It's just you're not that well-known yet. You might have sold one house this year, maybe two houses. I want the person who sold 20 houses this year. Or the person that knows the neighborhood really, really well. Um, I don't want beautiful. I don't want you to pick me up in a nice car and drive me around town. Um, I want someone who's, who's done it for a while. And I'll even go as far as I'll take someone who's done it for a while who's got a team. Yep. I'm not a big fan of teams um, because that person on the team, um, it could be, you know, um, Hank Kingsley. He's the best realtor in all of the Bay Area. And some of his team members could be... Uh, less than great, but his name is going to get a lot of action, and then he's going to get his team members to to yeah. get multiple offers. We see, we see that a lot too. I see that a lot. Where where the name the the name of the company brings it in, or the name of the person brings in the business, the listing, and then you don't quite get the um, the service from the you know the partners or the the other teammates. Um, but you, the part of the team that you you really want is that back end stuff. You know, maybe a good assistant, a processing assistant that can help, you know, move the paperwork along because realtors are always out there uh, moving around. So you need somebody that's solid in the office. Another reason your house may not be selling is it's a fixer upper. Mine is older than a new construction. So there's some fixer upper angles to it. It doesn't have solar panels. It doesn't, it's got a driveway that's going to need to be fixed at some point in time because it's slowly cracking. I like to get a clear out valve in there. It's got small gutters. There's some things that I'd like to improve. Um, it's got a backyard patio that I'd like a newer one versus one that was put in in the 70s kind of thing.
Bob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Chris Cornell's wife penned a beautiful letter to her dead husband. Um, again, reminding us that depression's a horrible thing. And we as a society need to do what we can to note when it's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. Markets are at all-time highs. So, it's kind of nice. S&P 500. If you, if you opened your 401k statement, you'd be like, sweet. My 401k statement's probably at a record high, or should be, or close to one. So, and that's one of the reasons why you don't have to do individual stocks. Because, look, markets are at all-time high. Um, Steph Curry... He's a winner on the court, but his shoes and the company he's tied to, Under Armour, is struggling. Under Armour stock is down nearly 30% this year. Um, I've liked the company enormously in the past. I, I never bought the company, but I've liked it. Is now the time with it sitting around $18 a share. Nike's up slightly for the year, and Adidas is way up. Longtime CFO Chip Malloy left the company. Uh, footwear sales were up 2% in the first quarter. In the first quarter of 2017 and the first quarter of 2016, they're up 64%. There's a problem at um, Under Armour right now. It's that basketball shoes aren't selling well. So they may have hit their nadir. You know, we talk sometimes about peak auto sales. Basketball sneaker sales are down 26% since the start of 2017. That's bad for the whole sports footwear industry. So it's not only hurting Under Armour, it's obviously going to hurt others, but Under Armour put a huge bet on the back of Steph Curry, its biggest star endorser. Why have basketball sneakers declined, you may ask? That's a very, very, very good question. A lot of time kids would wear basketball performance sneakers uh, for fashion purposes, but that's waned as kids gravitate more towards shoes that are designed with fashion in mind. Um, the change right now in trend isn't Under Armour's fault, but they put a bet on basketball shoes. Um, now, will the stock perk up if um, Cleveland and, I'm uh, assuming Cleveland, let me correct that, if Golden State goes seven games in the uh, finals? Maybe. So the single biggest, the single, there's not a single performance category that's trading positively right now. Not basketball, not hiking, not gym. So the athletic fashion trend is just wrong right now. So Under Armour didn't embrace fashion like Adidas did. So they're faltering at this point in time. Uh, the German Giants 2016 end of year report showed stunning guidance for 2017. Under Armour lowered their guidance. 
Nike's not doing so hot either right now, but Adidas and Nike have always, for years, offered an array of fashion-focused apparel. Under Armour Dennett, in Adidas's case, one could argue fashion or streetwear was what the company was best known for in America in the 1980s and 1990s. Um, you know, design collaborations with people like Pharrell Williams and Kanye West have helped, you know, you know, the buzz for Adidas. It's hard to pin down a precise sales impact since West's Yeezy shoes are only ever released in small doses. Um, and then you have the Kevin Plank um, problem at Nike, at uh, Under Armour. He was asked his opinion on President Trump, and he said, I think he is highly passionate. To have such a pro-business president is something that's a real asset for this country. I think people should grab that opportunity. Um, the days following his comment, the stock fell. A lot of sponsored athletes spoke out uh, to challenge the sentiment, including Steph Curry, Mr. Copeland, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I guess you'd call him Dwayne The Rock Johnson an uh, athlete. So anyway, there's the update on Under Armour. So again, one analyst out there today is saying he sees the market going up 50%. Um, but he also says we could see a correction. So I'm kind of like, what did you say? But that's the thought out there. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. And let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com, manages wealthy clients. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. What is a wealthy client, Chad? Um, Wealthy clients, I mean, typically the, the average definition is people with over, you know, 350 to 500,000 in assets, you become concerned about upside and, and downside and overall planning in terms of tax efficient investing, what you're supposed to be doing for college, what you're supposed to be doing with your estate plan. You see a large amount of money that you've saved up. So you can say, okay, now I can finally start picking dates in the future to achieve, achieve certain goals such as retirement. Now, part of a financial plan or part of portfolio or bonds, stocks, bonds, real estate. We keep hearing those three assets, stocks, bonds, real estate. Um, bonds aren't sexy. Bonds are IOUs. What do we need to know about said bonds? Um, well, bonds, <laughs> it's tough because we're in a situation where you don't think interest rates can go any lower and then central banks continue to print money and bonds continue to rise in value. But what, the thing that you need to know is as bonds go up, their interest rates go down or vice versa. So bonds is an area that you really have to pay attention to and be vigilant about right now. If we come into a situation of inflation or rising rates or the Fed decides to finally stop buying treasuries on a monthly basis, um, since what, about mid-2012 or early 2012, they've been buying $85 billion a month of their own of our own U.S. treasuries. Um, if When that turns, it can turn really quickly, and you can realize that you can have some short-term pain in your bond funds. So looking at your overall exposure to bonds and saying, okay, I need – don't forget about foreign bonds. If you want to hedge against a falling dollar, we've talked about this before, you can earn interest in other currencies, and then if the dollar drops, you bring that money back into the U.S., which a bond fund pretty much does for you. Um, it can be a natural hedge, and you can get higher rates. And other countries have a much better balance sheet than the U.S., so don't forget about that. Um, I would really look and research your bond managers right now and make sure that you have a manager that is flexible, that has already looked at shortening duration, which is a bond sensitivity, 
the length of the bond and that they're aware and very in tuned of what the Fed is doing. I'm not a fan of like an index bond fund right now because it's not smart enough. Okay. Um, a, a guy that I think has done a great job in the past is Gunlock from DoubleLine. Um, that's somebody you can kind of research and, and stay on top of his you know publications and white papers and things like that and, and see what he's paying attention to. He's been very smart as well as, you know, you've got Bill Gross, PIMCO. He's the most known bond manager out there and the largest bond fund in the world. Is that good to go with someone who's the most well-known, largest, or do you like to go with the smartest or the best return or the cheapest? What well, are you looking for in bonds? I, I, I'm steering clear of the super large funds right now just because of those are the funds that if there's a sudden snap in interest rates and they start moving higher, those are the funds that are most well-known and those are the funds that have the most retail investors that tend to run for the doors at the wrong time, causing okay. the bond fund manager to have to sell. So you want to go with a well-known manager, but not in the higher side of the bonds. Um, Do you have a preference between treasury bonds, corporate bonds, high-quality corporate bonds, junk bonds, municipal bonds? Um, I think municipal bonds at this point are still fine in, in California if you stay with the more intermediate term. If you're a high-income earner, I think they're fine. Um, and in terms of treasury bonds, I don't own anything real government-specific at this point in time. Um, any government exposure is more in the world of Ginnie Mae's mortgage-backed securities. So things can change, um, but I'm not into the long-term treasury bonds at this point because interest rates are too low and people are not being compensated enough to hold those assets. What do you think about the concept of um, when we're younger, let's say under 45, is, or you come up with a number, I tend to prefer publicly traded real estate investment trust over bonds mm-hmm. because I get that. But then again, maybe I'm just doubling down on real estate because I like stocks, bonds, and real estate. And for me to say I don't really like bonds as much as like publicly traded REITs, you know, REITs give you a four, five, six percent income. Well, are you, are you with me? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're so they, everybody piled into REITs, so the, the yields are at all time lows right now. But you know, when we first started talking about REITs, and people have thanked us for showing them REITs, you know, because they've they've done well over the last you know decade. Um, as those companies have grown up to be bigger, well known companies, they're now part of different indexes like the S and P 500. So, you know, before if you were to buy the S and P 500, there wasn't really REITs in it. Now there are. And so any any dividend asset fund or anything like that actually owns some REITs, so your exposure might be there, and you don't with REITs you don't even know it. You know what I mean? They've it's it's become a part of portfolios automatically now. Gotcha. So you, don't, huh? you don't necessarily have to go buy an individual REIT fund to have exposure to REITs. Okay, I'm with you. Smart as always, intelligent, wise, beyond his years. CFP Chad Burton. It's CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com. It's NewFocusFinancial.com is the easiest way to find the company. I'm Rob Black. There's whiskey in the water. Man's death upon the vine.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Some big news out there today, and uh, I do mean big. Uh, OPEC has agreed to extend production cuts for another nine months. The cartel of major oil producers agreed to continue the cuts in its ongoing effort to rebalance the oil markets. The U.S. is pumping out record levels of oil. Uh, and we have a president who's pro-pipeline. So OPEC's going to have a tough time controlling the market. Their decisions aren't as effective as they used to be. Uh, there's a big divide in the California's house market. I've done this a couple times already. He brought it up as far as commentary goes. There's houses that are worth a million. They're selling fast and furious. Uh, Luxury homes, wealthier buyers shopping for homes worth a million and greater, attract to the housing market as the stock market rises. There's a historical correlation between stock market and luxury home sales. Uh, Some profits earned from the market are being reinvested into property, and in some cases, buyers have greater confidence because their portfolio's gains make them feel wealthier. So the shortage in urban centers, especially downtown, is helping drive up prices and restricting the amount of new inventory that home builders can add to the market. Um, the, the chief economist at Zillow says we are not in a bubble and won't be entering one anytime soon. There are big differences between the market and then the market then and the market now. Then lose credit speculation over building where ingredients for disaster. Now you have healthy home buyer demand uh, being driven by a stable economy, demographic tailwinds, and that should help the real estate market. So says Zillow. Bitcoin surged 11% today to an all-time high of 2700 Crazy. Um, it's now just, in my opinion, dangerous. Uh, you're talking about just a sensational move. It's moved more than 45% since last Thursday. Strong demand from Asian investors and two digital currency conferences in New York going on right now. So it's up 180% for the year. Uh, Facebook is going to be the cable for the new generation. Uh, that's the thought. We're in a pretty interesting place right now where the social pipes are sort of like the modern-day version of where the cable pipes were. There's an opportunity to b- build huge media companies on these platforms. So uh, in a couple of years from now, you're going to look back and go, oh, I could have done that. Oh, I could have had that idea. So now's the time to put up or shut up. One of my favorite things about the last 25 years of being an investor is costs have come down. The average expense ratio for mutual funds and exchange-traded funds hit a record low in 2016. Fees paid fell amid a, a major shift for investors from active funds to passive funds. The record low in fees paid comes amid a massive shift in, uh, in investor money from mostly actively managed mutual funds to passively managed exchange-traded funds. A lot of key differences are that active funds employ managers who pick individual stocks and can move in and out of position, while ETFs track market indices and carry a substantially lower fees. There's been a big drop in mortgage rates, which is juiced refinancing, but it's not doing enough to get buyers in the market. Total market mortgage application volume increased 4.4% last week. Uh, the game was driven entirely by refinancings. Um, how much does it take to make a million dollars? How much do you have to save? If you start saving and investing early on, becoming a millionaire might not be as hard as you think. If you're putting away $450 a month starting in your 20s, $651 a month starting in your 30s, or $1,300 a month starting in your 40s, and you get a 6% return on your investment, you'll hit that million-dollar milestone by 67. Um, 
Why make trillions when we could make billions? Um, getting that first 10,000 is the most difficult part about figuring out how to become like a millionaire. Um, just throwing it down there. If you want to do it in 20 years, for instance, you get $10,000 and then you save 2100 a month and you'll be a millionaire in 20 years. So, uh, so that's a nice healthy number in my opinion. So something for you to think about. So one of the sad things about the retail apocalypse is we've seen a lot of stores close, right? You're pretty, that's not, I'm not saying anything out of school, right? Um, there's a growing pressure and Amazon's really, one of the things Amazon's messing up and I'll say this, I think Steve Jobs ruined the album. Bands used to cut 10 to 12 songs and release them. Now they're cutting 3 to 5 and releasing them on iTunes. And I think Steve Jobs, by coming up with MP3 player that he did, the iPhone, kind of destroyed music, in my opinion. Now I think Amazon has kind of destroyed one of the cooler things about growing up is that in a 3,400 store closures this year and 50,000 job cuts, teenagers are losing that ability to have their first job standing at us in a mall. Retail, including long-standing clothing and accessory stores, are pivoting. They're moving online. Mickey Drexler from J. Crew said, you know, we, we had the wrong price points and we didn't get digital fast enough. No one in retail did. Um, teens are being forced to look outside their local shopping malls for work. Challenger Gray and Davis is advising teens to pursue industries that have been adding jobs like transportation, hospitality, food service, or construction. Construction, for instance, added 170,000 jobs in six months. Teen participation in the labor force is destroyed. It's down to 43%. Uh, back in the 1980, it was around 70, 72%. So that's what we have out there as far as the teen participation uh, in work. So. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I don't get enough calls. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Um, S&P 500 and NASDAQ hit fresh record highs. No technical resistance in sight. OPEC decides to extend supply cuts by nine months. Um, energy and healthcare not doing well today because of OPEC and because of uh, Obamacare issues and Trump care. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.